Hola, saludos. Buenas noches, buenos días, buenas tardes. Hello to everyone out there who's tuning in to yet another episode of the Sangria Mix podcast. My name is Michelle Vélez and I am Senior Director of Marketing and Publicity for Nevarez Communications. In this episode, we are going to be discussing the importance of unique content in order to reach not only a local audience, but a global audience. And to tackle this big question, mainly, is content still king? We have two very special guests joining us today on our podcast. First, I'd like to introduce Carolina Puig from The Orchard, who is an account manager for video services and also joining us is our pleasure to welcome Jorge Ovalle, Head of Digital for Artist Incubator, Neon 16. So I'd like to welcome both of you guys. Carolina, how are you today? Hi, guys. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for the invite. Very excited to be here with you guys and ready to talk about this very important subject. So tell us a little bit about your role, what you oversee, especially in the Latin artists and YouTube realm. Awesome. All right. Well, just to give you some background, I started in the music industry not long ago. I have about six years of experience. I started in 2015 um, in Water Music Latina, and I was doing a lot of digital marketing and quickly transitioned to work a little bit more uh, on the business development side of things, working on different strategies for direct to consumer and did a lot of digital um, management for accounts, including SoundCloud, TouchTune, Smule, um, Tidal, Deezer. I gave a lot of support in Spotify as well and YouTube. And a lot of the, the things that I did in Warner Music Latina quickly took a focus to original content because we started seeing that shift in the audiences and the fans. So we started understanding that the music videos, you know, they're, they're great and having the visuals are great, but people wanted more. So we started creating more original content, like I was mentioning, one of those which I started spearheading was called Rooms, which it was at that point, not sure if they kept doing it, but an original content series which highlighted artists and how they created the hits that, you know, they how they will go into the studios and work with the producers, with the different writers composers. So that was a, a cool, cool project that I was able to take part on. That was a cool experience. And Caro, and before we go, because I'm dying to hear about how you shifted from original content, right? Aside from music video. But before we go into that, I wanted to give Jorge a chance to actually present himself. I mean, he's been he's been a manager. And now, you know, he's gone from that side of the business to digital content, um, to now, um, to Neon 16, which is one of the, the fastest growing companies around today. So Jorge, I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit of 
you know, your history and how you got to where you're at now at Neon 16. This is a large journey. I'm, I'm based in Bogota. Um, and all the years I've been working since 2010, where I start being tour manager and personal manager for, for I think, Colombian acts like the Mills or Bonga that are important local acts in, in Colombia in that moment. After that, in 2014, and I work on management for, for singer-songwriter Manuel Medrano until 2017, where I moved for creating my own management company that is called Job Management, wherein, where we have in this moment signed Universal Artist Pity Zion and Neon 16 talent Dylan Fuentes. Um, beside that, since we started and the way we developed Manuel Medrano, that was really, really close content and social media. So we found a, a new company called Lead Laboratorio de Innovación Digital, where we develop and help artists in digital universe to, to develop and, and get success in, in their careers. In that way, uh, we got some of our clients, actually all the digital part for Neon 16 is one of our, of our most important and recognized clients. Also, we have clients like Carlos Vives, the, the same tiny, Sofia Reyes, between others, and also working in the past campaigns and releases for Juan Luis Guerra, Mike Towers, Justin Killers, between others. So that's what I do. That's amazing. I think between all of us, we have a lot to talk about. Getting down to, to the nitty gritty. I, the question, I'd say the elephant in the room, do you guys and have you guys thought that or think that really, really, really content is king? And I'll, 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 I'll go with you, Carolina. Um, I think the short answer to that question is yes. Um, definitely, I think now more than ever, especially after the pandemic that we all went through, I think things shifted way faster to to content taking such an important role not only in in our industry like the music industry but i think a lot of other industry industries that are realizing how important it is to connect with their audiences through content yeah i so, agree yeah i agree i absolutely and jorge your short answer and i'm going to tie both in what do you think from your experience yeah actually absolutely yes and and i want to, to to add something that is really important and is how good content doesn't mean like um with many money or a lot of produced the many of the content that are changing the music culture are uh, or the metrics of a song Many times are getting on on contests that are real real ones without production or or simple organic things yeah. that happen. So that's my. my I approach. I absolutely agree with you both. I feel like um, I think it's been it's it. There's an overwhelming amount of content, right? Because I mean, for example, I came to to Nevada's to work full time with Mina. Mina and I have known each other. Um, for at least 15 years. And I, you know, spent 12 years at Sony. 
Um, I'm not going to say the year because I am not going to date myself, but that was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but they're still my family. And um, I spent some time in Universal uh, Music Latin, and I also, you know, did some independent work, and and I also worked with WK Entertainment when Carlos Vives was first signed um, a couple of years back. And I've definitely seen the change and the power of content. And I agree with you guys both. I mean, I think that original content is is key, right, to any campaign. But also, I agree with Jorge that it, it doesn't have to be costly. I feel like the best type of content is the content that connects to an audience, not only through music, but emotionally. Let me ask you something. When did you feel like you really had to sit down and figure out a way of how to balance content with, you know, or integrate content into your general marketing plans, like with a consistent timeline um, in order to actually reach audiences um, far more over than, you know, just using music? There's something that we all the time are doing, but we don't know, and it's actually content, you know? Because mm -hmm. when, when you start to thinking about what you're gonna market, it, let, let's talk about music. I didn't know that we were creating a lot of content with Manuel Medrano until it exploded in social media. And in, and in that moment, we, we, I remember we were with Caro. Uh, he was signed with a major, being an independent without budget for marketing, just doing content for selling tickets. So what is happening in this moment, more than knowing that content might be in our marketing strategies, connecting people. It's the same as the songs. It doesn't matter that you are the, the, the singer-songwriter that gives the best phrases and is very special. Actually, no. It's the way how you compose a song that really connects to the people. Right. Caro, actually, to, to Jorge's point, when do you think was the time that you realized, what is, was there a particular project that you were working that you felt that, that you kind of felt the shift and that you, you kind of had to change strategies into thinking um, about content as more of an integral part of the campaign, aside from the music? I don't, I, I can't recall a particular project, but definitely a timeline, a specific timeline. I, I remember, I mean, and you, Michelle, you could probably attest to this, like, you know, before, because I started in 2015, and even then, 2015, 16, 17, um, I don't think content was as integrated in the marketing campaigns. Um, for for releases as it started happening like 2018 i feel 19, I, yeah i feel like you're right because i feel like you know the back in 2016 2017 jorge you probably can attest to this i think it was much more of like Instagram taken off and people were trying to understand how it worked and how it impacted how social interactions based on the content that you uploaded really mattered to your streams and to the chart positions, at least here in the U.S., right? And then, you know, we still hadn't, you know, landed on, on the monster that is TikTok. But 
considering guys all the channels i mean obviously like you mentioned caro in 2016 it was you know it was a few platforms you know twitter was around facebook was around instagram was kind of like the new baby so my question to you guys is you know whether you're an artist or not how also we can start with you jorge how would you how can we prioritize you know these digital channels and how we can, how do we prioritize creating content in order to kind of have like a set timeline of things that we can you know that we can put out there right via all of these channels because it's a lot it's like another job yeah there there's some that that's why my company was created actually for helping for helping the artists in that type of things because because in the past in the past was different like the everybody do like go upload and and just just upload things and that will be right no in this moment and something that we work a lot is trying to get our clients to understand that all these um let's call these social platforms more than social media but social platforms are an opportunity to have fun to engage with 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 music or or with your content but is really important to have an education to our client and to the people that hear in this I think this is really important that for example every social media has a way to communicate with the people but not every social media must have the same content and the same way to consumption to the people let me explain I have many clients that say I will not open TikTok This is not I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to dance. Why you tell me that I need to dance? And and actually and that's the way that, that that I think and I try to do it with all the clients is that we need to educate that all the platforms have the opportunity to express all the content and gets viral or or connect to the people in the way that the talent is and the way that the talent what needs to explain to the people needs to needs to tell to the people you know yeah so for example and and that's a very good example is that we don't imagine telling carlos vives a hey, go to tiktok and let's dance no you know yeah so we decided to create a strategy with him in the way of okay let's go let's go to try to get Carlos Vives to the platform but let's do different things about what the platform works and the imagine of the people that don't use the platform that they have for having a connection directly in how the real artist is and the platform is right. so in that way we start developing Carlos and in this moment uh, he got I'm very really happy with this 2 million followers I'm making content around what he is more than more than telling him go and dance because he's not the type of artist. Yeah. So there are that can do it and and especially that that example for telling all the people is that it's important to be in in the in the social platforms because each fan must be constructed. Right. But must you you might get a fan like in this moment every fan like count you know and that's why bts and everything is really powerful you know so. yeah there's there are platforms um that you know not all platforms are for everybody so i just think it's about doing the research 
and and yes. really and like you said what if finding a strategy and starting you know if you know that you don't do choreography or that you don't do dances how do you get an artist like carlos vives or even you know a client like ours gloria trevi who are not used to that culture artists that have a long trajectory you know a career that were before all these social media platforms and and they had to literally just assimilate and say okay well i cannot not be here I have to be here. Yeah. So how do I, you know, how, what strategy do I do so that I'm comfortable creating something special on this platform for the, for my, you know, for my fans? I think uh, something important is, is the research that, you know, maybe the, some artists are very hands-on, like trying to stay with, with the trends, but us in the, in the industry and working closely with content platforms, we have to also help educating the artists or, um, you know, whoever's interested in getting into this about doing that research, right? Uh, the platforms, you know, serve, you can, you can do many different things. And like Jorge was saying like, oh, we, you know, Carlos Bias doesn't dance, but TikTok, I think that there is, was also that misconception, right? About TikTok, um, it's about dancing, but you can find so many different things. And throughout this pandemic, I was able to see that, you know, more vodkas were done. Um, one of the artists that I work with started doing more of that, you know, like aside from releasing music and music videos, the behind the scenes videos, this was a time to, okay, how do I connect with my audience? So uh, started creating vodkas, uh, showing, you know, just like this podcast we're doing, but with with recording, like actually actual room. And that helped a lot in engagement. Um, something interesting, just just to, to give a note there, I one of the accounts that I work with is Daddy Yankee. And one of the the projects we did and this is interesting too because um we you know we we think about content and we usually just think youtube and we usually just think TikTok, instagram but something cool that was done with uh dy was for a release of the lyric video for gasolina oh wow uh, yeah you know gasolina was released i don't know 15 years ago and just now we were like, okay, we, we need a, a lyric video for Gasolina. Uh, you know, it's the anniversary, what can we do? And something cool that was done there is like, why don't we tap into that audience in Pinterest? And a Pinterest was created for him. You know, he was like uh, uploading things just to reach that specific audience. And this wasn't just like, like uh, Jorge was saying earlier, it wasn't just videos you know because content can be can take many different forms right so i think that that was a cool example because we do have to mold and and adjust to the times whatever is thrown to us and i think that's that's an interesting example to to continue to reach audiences the one thing that we're seeing is that i feel like artists or who are creators no content creators we have to help them understand that there has to be a balance, right? Because I, I mean, you guys experienced it in the pandemic. We, I mean, we worked hard, we worked harder than ever. 
<laughs> we work, if we work 24 seven, it was like double, right? Um, because I mean, we, we had to get creative. I mean, people weren't going into the studios, clients couldn't go into studios. We had to get really creative with content. And it was a beautiful thing. I remember during the pandemic, um, you know, artists, you know, there was like, you, you guys remember the, the hashtag, um, was it wash your hands or safe hands? And we actually had a lot of clients that started doing videos, right, on, on Instagram yes. and on TikTok, just to create, just to take that kind of social conscious message out there to the mm -hmm. world, like be safe, you know, wash your hands. And, and the funny thing is that a lot of this content really goes, you know, gets the impact in media. And we were very successful in actually whether there were dances or washing hands. I mean, and, and if there, for example, there's, um, we had hits in, in national TV, let's say on the Univision and the Telemundos because, you know, the, it was the social conscious message. Also throughout the pandemic, there, you know, unfortunately there were a lot of people that are, you know, that are suffering because they're, they, they suffer of domestic violence. Right. Um, and and we had a couple of clients that were very, very outspoken. And, you know, we were able to use the content that they created. And some of them even created songs. Right. In support of the cause against domestic violence. Um, and and and, you know, and, and just wanted to take that social conscious message out there that they, you know, they created a song, they had some releases, but that also helped us generate news with act, which actually led us to increase the engagement. So Carol, my question, I mean, there's so many examples um, and obviously the pandemic was unique. In terms of video, let's talk about YouTube because that's like your main thing, right? That's like, mm -hmm. you're a super duper expert on that. So if there's anyone that we need to ask, it would probably be you. So what would you think in terms of the channel? If you really needed to maintain that channel, what would your recommendation be to balance the content in there? What what would you recommend people do or or how would they need to plan and what kind of content do they need to have on that platform for for them to really get out, you know, and, and maximize on the engagement on that platform? It's important to know first your audience, right? Whether you have, you know, whether you're an artist or a musician or whatever it is that you're doing your content, it's important to know your audience and the demographics, right? When also when, when are your audiences connected the most? So I think it's very important to look into those things before just uploading a bunch of content. Um, you want to upload with a or, or connect with a strategy in mind, right? When am I uploading? Which days? How are people reacting? If I upload on a Saturday morning, do I get the same results as when releasing, you know, on a Friday night or a Wednesday or a Monday? So I think those are key things to, to look into when you are creating this content. If you don't have a lot of videos, I think something that's super important is engaging with with your audience through the platform in this case youtube um a few couple few years ago the community tab was being pushed a lot and this is like it should be treated just as an other social media platform just like when you go to instagram to upload your pictures the community tab is there for that engagement right so 
having pictures if you don't have like i was saying if you don't have uh, music videos coming in then okay how else can we connect right maybe it's through a picture maybe it's through polls right um but always having something like feeding your channel and if you have nothing at all i will recommend definitely going back and check on those videos that you previously uploaded and connect with people through there you know like you can always look into the messages uh which ones were or are the top messages or which ones are the newest messages and connect to people you know just give a like uh, or just a simple smiley or something like that those are always little things that people can always do to make sure that you know has or keeps the audience coming back to connect through your videos or in your channel so jorge question to you and i think it goes it goes um against what what um Gara just said in terms of a team because obviously we've established that there's multiple channels of distribution of content that we can all take advantage of but what it for from your side from your experience what do you think are the essentials of a team like when you hire or when a particular artist hires i mean what are those essential things that need to be put in place or considered for the success of a campaign yeah in our side what we do is like it's, it's really important we have we have two for for each talent we have two instead of me two persons in charge of the project we had an account manager for dealing with all the details and the day a day with the talent projects and everything and a marketing director that the one with our with our clients direct that all the strategy gets done and all the things that we create gets done we divide actually for releasing are not for releasing but when it, when the artist doesn't have doesn't have a, a release in, in many times we create for a release a, a pre-campaign a release campaign and after that we create a new campaign uh, we call it in spanish sostenimiento um, claro. i don't know it's to sustain right yeah sustain campaign and it's important also um to have somebody that can uh, record the content. You, you can say that, oh, I, and I forgot all the designers for the content that you have being developed and being cut and, and present to the, to the fans and to the platforms and to everything in the perfect way as the way it wants to communicate. And somebody that can record actually it's, it's, uh, that can record the, the content the content you know it means photograph video or any idea that isn't natural for the for the for the artist you know in the rest of the part in in case of my company we help with that or making if this is a i don't know a girl that likes to dance i want to choreo with her with her, her song we in in our case we have like a lot of partners that in each song we are like building because there's a extremely a number of people that can help a talent to connect with the content they want to do it's not just like go and create a dance no is that it, it seems normal but creating the dance how the dance is created is important if the passes that the person do connects is important to know it's not that like just like make a dance and that's gonna be viral and you're gonna be the the famous in tiktok for example no 
each part must be like really detailed in the what in the, the in the idea of what you want to do. You know, right? And and Caro, from your side, I mean, what are what are what would be your essentials as those team members that that could help make a campaign successful? I will definitely say graphic designers will be top of mind. Um, super important, you know, to have a you know the right visuals, the the. It, the making sure that whatever you're doing goes with your brand, right? With everything that you already have out there and that goes in hand in hand with who you are, who the artist is or the content creator is. Right, because the artist can't yeah. do it alone. So, and, and actually to your point, and what I think you'll agree, I remember when I came back and obviously, and you know, I, I, I took a little stint away from music and worked at agencies to get something different, right? Um, to, to live in a different world. And obviously music called, you know, called me back. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of hard after 16 years to kind of leave it and go away and never yeah. come back. So I came back and what I thought was really particular is how the, especially in, in, in reggaeton, in Latin urban music. I was very, very surprised, which is something that I had never seen before I left, because before I left, I was working with Carlos um, on that first, the, the Volvian Acer tour. I think that's what it was called, the, that first album that, you know, kind of was his return to the international stage. Um, it was actually Corazón Profundo, but that was a very traditional Um, I believe campaign. I mean, we did, you know, there was social media, et cetera, et cetera, but it was still a little traditional. We did a lot of TV and print. But when I came back and I went to my first red carpet and I actually saw, you know, the entourages and I'm not using that word in a bad, <laughs> in a bad way, but, you know, I, I started seeing artists, especially in the urban side with cameras, photographers recording content 24 seven. And I was like, what is going on here? Because it was something that you generally didn't see, at least from our side, okay. from 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 our perspective. You know, when we went to award shows and I started seeing it and I was like, oh, my God, they are recording 24-7. And I was like, what is going on? This is like exhausting because you have yeah. to have the videographer, the graphic designer. You have to have the plan. And I think one of the most important things that you know, artists and people in general, content creators need to understand is, you know, th there has to be a balance because, you know, obviously they're creating all the time. They can be burnt out, but there also has to be a way to find continuity because social media is like 24-7. I don't even know yeah, how they do it. Be fed. Yeah, it, it has to be fed. And, and I don't know if you have a recommendation in terms of how people can approach that i think it's it's definitely healthy and to to take that you know like a step back and kind of take a breather and you know i don't know go on vacation go spend time with the family because it can definitely take a toll on you when you're just okay what else do i create to take my camera to the kitchen to do <laughs> you know just because i need to continue feeding the beast right because if i don't then people are not going to be engaged but i think um it's it it's like we were speak, uh, talking earlier if we if there's like a defined strategy and you say like okay maybe i'm just gonna upload certain days and you let your uh audience know about this 
uh, you know, they, they're not going to be, you know, like you manage expectations, you know, between your work life and your personal life, which I think it's super important because it can take definitely that it can be a burden too. Right. Yeah. Um, Of course, if, if your job is just being an influencer or a, you know, content creator 24 seven, cause you know, people show their lives through, through content on, on YouTube and all of the other platforms. Uh, but it's always, you know, good to, to take a step back. And I think managing expectations, it's, it's key. Uh, something that I, I always do when I'm managing channels or educating artists, you know, always put in, it's good to put on your, on your, if you can, on your description of your channel, like when you're up uploading content. So, you know, people don't expect you uploading something every single day of the week, because it can definitely take a toll on you. There's, there's something that Carol tells that makes me think about something that happens a lot. And, and there are two parts. One is that Content and social media must be think as a partner, not as a slave of them, you know? Yes. Because what a good big comment. Problem, yeah, that big problem that gets in this moment and Instagram is fighting a, li a little bit in that is that metrics works against many things and many projects that are developing. And that makes me enter into the second point And this is really important and is you must compare in a way that is healthy, you know? Yeah. You cannot compare to everything that you're watching because the thing that works for the, another person doesn't mean it might work it might work to everybody, you know? And that is something that I think in this moment, not just in music, but to every people. Before you compare and before you start just measuring with other people, what are you doing and what's your strategy of content? When, how, why? You know, the why is really important. What are you telling you to the people? You're dancing because everybody's dancing or why are you dancing? You're creating, your, your development campaign is about making fun things. Why? What, you know that, Taking into account what is your brand, making making an example of a brand, an artist is a brand, an actor is a brand. What is the things that make a brand the way that it is? The idea is not, for example, Mike Towers, all the TikToks that he's rapping is amazing and people dancing. That don't make you that your song will explode in, in TikTok, you know, that you have a rapper, that don't make you. The, the thing that is really important is to know who you are and how you have a different thing that is different than, for example, Mike Towers and can connect to a fan in Guatemala. And that fan connects with you in the way that he can, he wants to share your music or make your TikTok or, or, or I don't know, you know, or sell you your online ticket. I don't know. But that's really important before doing all the strategy and everything, knowing What we want to do, why we're doing this, what is the narrative of the artist, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And, and, and you said something really important that Caro mentioned, you know, a little while ago, and it's research. And I think uh, to your point as to why am I doing it is, is, is a way for 
for the creator to say, okay, yes, this person did this, but this is not me. And I, I think we get caught in a lot of times that, that a lot of our clients like, well, this person did this. Okay, what's your strategy and what are you feeling? Because, for example, in the pandemic, going back to the pandemic really quick, I remember Looney and Tiny did this battle of the DJs. I don't know if you guys remember that. But that flew all over YouTube, <laughs> over Instagram, um, and it had a major, major impact right in 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 terms of media in in terms of national media impacts and i think my last question to you guys um aside from being clear that yeah you have to research you have to have the why clear you know what are you going to do what's your audience what are the territories i mean do you understand your fans before you actually build the strategy do you guys think that content or what we're doing what creators are doing is 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 so relevant that we're actually we're actually creating the narrative for media or do you think that's not the case Ooh, i know I it's difficult it's, right <laughs> but but i think this is also continue changing but i think in this moment many of the things that is happening in content is really a lot of the content of of media and many and many things that we create in marketing campaigns we were thinking about how media can explode it you know yeah absolutely and Caro, i think we had an experience like last year i mean it was obviously there were a lot of donations we had artists that united with you know with foundations right to take essentials to people in different cities like Nati, she united with Pedro Martinez, who who's an MLB Hall of Famer. Right. And through his foundation, they went and took essentials to Santiago, um, which was Nati's birthplace. They're both Dominican. And, you know, it was a really, really good cause. But, you know, there were some media impacts because it was a really tough time for these people out there. Um, again, like I mentioned, the Battle of the DJs and Caro, you'll remember um, D.Y. We, we released a concert. <laughs> I mean, a concert that was recorded. And, and I'm not sure if you were at the helm, but he actually tied in to, you know, that concert release of Con Calma Barcholi um, in 2019. He you know, he released it in 2020 and it was tied into Feeding America. Yeah, um, I, which, I actually was going to mention that, yeah. Yeah, you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I think people did, they created content and they released content with a purpose. And I think that's that's what really, really attracts us to change the narrative in media. Yeah, I think there, uh, now in these, now in these uh, times, I do think there is a different side of the artist that it hasn't been seen before that, you know, we're allowed to see now through these platforms, like in this case with YouTube, uh, the 2K20 was the live concert that he, that Daddy Yankee did actually in 2019. Yeah. He had a massive, massive concert series in, uh, in Choli in Puerto Rico. Um, which I don't, I don't remember how many dates, but it was like 
I don't know. It was it, it, it was like 14 days. I was there for like 12 or something. But, wow, that's awesome. But in my, yeah, and, and my boss was, was also there. But yeah, that was a long stint. That was a long stint. Yeah. And they were all sold out. Um, so that was ending the year of 2019. And in 2020, he released the, you know, what happened in the concert for people to see, because, you know, it was something amazing to experience. And he tied that in with what you're saying, um, doing a, a fundraising with with Feeding America. Uh, Feeding America. With Feeding America, which which went amazing. Like the I think it was three videos that were uploaded of this live. And yes. it was amazing. You know, no, so I do think that mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna just gonna say that I do think we are um, through this content influencing how the perception that the media uh, or or how media, you know, showcases the artists to, to the world as well. Jorge, I don't know if you have an example like that or something that 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 kind of impacted media, because I really, really do feel that, I mean, there's been a lot of good press, maybe some bad press, you know, depending on the content <laughs> that's been released in the past year. But have you had uh, something that has impacted media and that has actually helped you change a narrative of a particular media and the coverage of it? More more than something that is happening here in Colombia, we're in a crisis, you know? And I think about how social media gives the people the, the right and the, and, and the power of communicating all the things that, that are possible to communicate. And because there's so many content there from the people in, I don't know, in the protests or in their homes and everything, the media all the time are taking videos from people. It doesn't matter what I'm, I'm talking about out of music, but took the content from the people that is in the protest, for example, and get into the news and everything, you know. And that's actually, we think about it, is really content, you know the real content that can change minds or change the world, you know? Absolutely. I think we can all agree. And Caro, I don't know if you want to add on to what Jorge just said. No, I, I was just thinking about what we were saying earlier and, 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 you know, doing content that makes sense for you, for your brand. And I do, I was just thinking about the other side of, of or one of the many sides of mm-hmm. uh, this coin which it's also like you know taking advantage of whatever is culturally happening to to jump on that wagon to just create content sometimes it can also create a bad look you know if you are not really uh into what's going on if you you know if you're not constantly creating it's something that's not coming off, you know, like organic and, you know, people just go on and just say things to say things like, yeah, let's go, go support. Or this is, you get what I'm saying? Like sometimes yeah. it, it doesn't help the creator or the artist to jump into something that that's not really organic to them or that 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 maybe they don't really understand and i have a clear example of that and i don't know if you guys agree when black lives matter happened 
Um, there were a lot, I, I, I remember there were a lot of artists and a couple of our clients were supportive, but you know, before obviously they said anything, I mean, it, it you know, we, we spoke with the teams and said, do you really understand what's going on? Because sometimes um, you do something good to your point, Caro, that you want to you want to support a cause. But because you don't live in that particular country or you haven't lived there long enough or you haven't lived with what's going on, you really don't understand the lingo. Right. Definitely. Even if it's, you know, going back to, to general content and uh, content is king, like yeah it's very important to always educating ourselves doing our research prior to but even if it's a small content like what is the purpose of this why am i doing this for i think it's a valid question that sometimes it's not even asked it's just let's create because content is king let's just create a ton of can content and it's it works as a it could be a double-edged sword, sword for sure. For sure. I agree. Okay, so I think we're like coming up to the end. So I have like one really quick question for each of you. <laughs> and you're gonna, I imagine you're gonna say, hey, that's a hard one, let me think. But it's not really hard. So let's start with you, Caro. Um, from your perspective, can you give me two tips for for artists or people starting out in the industry in terms of content like two things that you think are really important for them to take into account it is hard it's a hard question <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know yeah. <laughs> it's hard and it's not hard at the same time uh, because you know if if you look at it from a, a perspective from a, a big artist per se um i think But I mean, this is for uh, starting artists, like artists that are just starting, that are just coming into the industry. Oh, Maybe okay. that just makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> yes, that definitely makes it a lot easier. I, I think the first thing or one of the key things I will say is to have clear what, what you know, what are you trying to achieve with, with that content? If we're talking about content aside from your music videos and you're just looking for ways to engage with your audience, right? So what is it that, that you're trying to do and how, like have it clear, maybe like what I was saying earlier, my thing is not dancing, right? Like I'm not going to be doing a lot of like a bunch of TikToks dancing, but maybe my thing is cooking um and how i can incorporate my music with that somehow so let me you know like be creative in what's your comfort zone because i think when things come out naturally it's easier for you to be creative if not then you have to do double the work because now you have to think or put on a different persona and i think the the audience can can sense that can can see that when something doesn't come off naturally so i will say just be clear on what is it that you're trying to achieve and how are you going to to do that and maybe focus right because you have many platforms uh maybe just start with one uh or, or test it out maybe it's two you know i think playing with it and experimenting yeah i love that and Thank you so much for that. And Jorge, what about you? What do you, if for, for people who are starting out or, or artists that are starting out in the industry, what, what two tips would you give them? 
Yes, I will. I will return to to the narrative. It's super important, <laughs> like doing the thing that is uh, currently with your with your with your brand. And and this is the most important is being constantly and be patient. When you do when you do when you do content, sometimes people at the at the starting will not understand everything that is happening. And, and you must educate your fans and you will build new fans in the way of what your narrative makes you content. So if, if a post or something that you do doesn't work at the, at the beginning, don't stop. If your yeah. narrative is currently, in some moments, if you are, you are doing a good job, it will work, you know? So be constantly and be patient because Industry and entertainment is not the the business of being fast, but just to be patient, resistance. Yeah, and I agree. I think there's there we have to remember that there's always like a progression, and you have to. Some things are going to work. Some things are not going to work. It's not a sign that it's not good. It's it's maybe a sign that you just need to rethink the strategy and and you have to be consistent. It, you have to be consistent in your timing. And, and, and there has to be a sense of continuity. So I totally agree with that. I love that. Bueno, so you guys, this has been so great. I think, I mean, I've, I've learned a lot from both of you. And we can, I mean, we could sit here and talk for hours, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> but I wanted to thank you, Carolina and Jorge. And we really, really appreciate that you took the time to be with us. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, to find me, you can go at, at the handle at Carito Aba. And to find more about the orchard, which is where I work, you can just go at handle the orchard. You will be able to find uh, the company throughout all of the social media platforms. Fantastic. Perfect. So guys, you know where to hit up Caro and Jorge. Again, we want to thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, it's a pleasure to me. It was a pleasure to do this podcast in English for me. <laughs> and, and anything you need and the people hearing, my handle is Jorge Ovalle. And, we, uh, and there you can find in my bio the companies where I work. There's Neon16, there's Lead and my, and my management company, Job. Amazing. Thank you, Jorge. And by the way, your English was excellent. You, you passed. You passed with flying colors. <laughs> you did great. Make sure to subscribe to the Sangria Mix podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the like. And we encourage you to leave a review or a comment. Follow us at Nevarez PR on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And make sure to let us know what you think of our podcast, what other guests you'd like to see on our podcast, and the topics that you'd like to hear about. The Sangria Mix is produced by Nuria Net and Alex Garcia of La Coctelera Music for Nevarez Communications. Additional production credits go to Andres Rivera, Claudia D'Amico, and myself, Michelle Vélez. 